Thanks for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have with us our entire party, except for our druid tonight. So, let me go with the introduction, starting with our warlock. Hey, it's your boy, Cody, playing Necro. Our rogue. Hello, this is Elise, playing Leonora. Our barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo, playing Pahokwe, Yakfolk barbarian. Our bard. Hi, this is Lauren, playing Vala, the Asimar Bard. And our fighter. Hey everyone, this is Nick Asnalos, the Triton fighter. When we last left off, our party was uh, about chest deep in a battle of the bands between Vala, who had been absolutely slaying it in the competition, versus Theon Greysong, a very well-known and incredibly talented bard from the great city of Yao, who had threatened the entertaining industry of Felwyn Kingdom and blessed it with his presence. In losing, he has decided to go with the underhanded route and has charmed the people of the tavern into attacking the party. So as we last left off, uh, Vala is still on the stage. The majority of the other party members are sort of scattered around the tavern um, doing their miscellaneous, uh, you know, odd end Thing that they could do to help Vala succeed, and uh, except for Kurak, who is coincidentally not only not here, but he was just sitting at the bar drinking. So let's just go ahead and presume that he doesn't stop doing that, even during the brawl. It also have passed out on the bar. You know, let's let history decide. So, <laughs> roll for initiative. One second, grab my dad. You want him? Not yet. He's got a roll initiative for a whole bar. Yeah, that's 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 correct. It, I'm I'm individually rolling about forty six NPCs. Yeah. Definitely not. I was playing video games fifteen minutes ago and forgot to write up my little initiative chart for this fight. Another field. Right. Definitely didn't spend, you know, a half hour searching for one way out of a level. Right. Okay. Da, da, da. That's missing. All right. Necro, what you got? Two. Bummer. Uh, Nalos. Six. Nara. Leonard. Twenty-three. Pokwe. Fifteen. And uh, the lead act. Eighteen. All right. Okay, so <clears throat> Nara, you're off to start. There's about thirty people, maybe fifty people, in this mob that are uh, clearly crazed and charmed. Is the bar one story? Or is there a upper viewing area? Um, the upper area to the bar is um, like a tavern, like in rooms. So no, the, the, the entirety of this situation is being held within the ground level 
of the 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 tavern, but it's it's kind of sizable. I mean, there's over a hundred people in this place. So I can't spider climb up anything. I mean, you can if you want to just like walk up a wall. You can do that. Yep, getting out of here. Bye, guys. Um, I guess I don't really know how mental spider climbing works. Let me get that pulled up. Does it just grant uh, advantage when I'm climbing? No, you just walk up surfaces. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm just. I want to be on a wall now. Um, can I scuttle over? Like I know that I can go vertical. Can I also go horizontal on the wall? Yeah, as long as you're maintaining, you know, two points of connection, you can walk across a surf like a, a ceiling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I want to get out of the reach of the mob, and I want to try to make my way over to where what's his face is because I think that if I can get him down, then maybe he can stop. Like, his, you know, sway on the everybody else will end. Okay, so you, like, climb up a wall, and then you'll probably have to dash to cross the, the, the ceiling distance. But, yeah, you could get, like, above him to drop down and attack. Yes. Okay. Um, so I guess that's just my movement right now. I haven't done my attack. Well, yeah, like I said, you'd move, and then you'd need to dash to make the distance. Okay. So, but you can do that on bonus action speed, right? Yeah. So. Sweet. All right. Um, am I sneaking? Does he know that I'm right above him? Yes. He mm. saw a person walk up a wall and then skitter across the ceiling. Okay. I don't know if in, like, the craze of everything going on, he would have not noticed. A girl can dream. Um, it's a trained professional musician. Right. Assassinations happen the all the time. Alright. Um, then I guess I, I you know, won't use my sneak attack, but I'll just drop down on him and try to stabity-stab him. Well, I mean, you'd still be sneak attacking him because no one's within five feet of him. Oh, that works. Cool. I mean, how far away from the mob is he? I mean, he's up on a stage, like like okay. Vala is, so. And they're on two separate stages? Yeah. All right. I'm picturing, like, Scott Pilgrim. That... It's pretty much oh, that, yeah. yeah. All right. That works. Okay. Well, then, yeah, definitely go stabity stab. All right. So you just, like, dive bomb him with your rapier out? All right. Um, roll, roll the hit. But, but can I also... No, I can't use that because then I would use the rest... Something else. I wanted to, like, disguise myself to, I don't know, look like a something crazy coming down from the ceiling. Um, but that's fine. I will just drop down. Ooh, sweet. 17. Um, that's not enough. And he no. twists away from your, your perilous blow. Uh-oh. And you are right. prone on the ground next to him. Yeah. All right. Next up is Vala. Okay, so he is how far away is the other stage? Let's say about eighty feet. Okay, and uh, wait, did he get? 
where is um, Nara? Like, how close? They're within five feet of each other. I mean, she, like, within... dove in to attack him from the ceiling and missed. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to try... Um, hold person, I think. Okay. Um, because I believe that it's a it's a concentration spell that makes you think how he's charming people is a concentration. So if you stun him, he'll lose it. Yes. Okay. What's the save? Um. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Spell save. Choose humanoid. Target must be succeed on a wisdom saving throw or this be is A second level spell or a f what level spell is this? This is. Um. Second level, but I'm going to. Yeah, I'm just going to cast it at second because doesn't give me anything else. Right, so your your words of magic sort of begin to wrap around him like a ribbon to bind him and stun him. Uh, and he just like riffs a chord out from his instrument and dispels your ribbons and casts Counterspell as a reaction. Okay. Um, and I have a bonus action because um, I believe last time I was using Mantle of Majesty um yeah and i get command as a bonus action on each of my terms turns when that is activated right um and let me pull up what command does i'm pretty sure it's it's similar they they take a save of some kind and then you can utter a command to them it's another wisdom saving throw um i think i like tried this last time and it didn't work um but i'll try it again um i'm going to uh command him to um concede to admit defeat okay and is that one of the the stated actions for command um no it says you can issue a command you might issue a command other than the one described here if you do so the dm determines how the target behaves so okay um i was there's approach drop flee grovel i would assume that this one um is similar to the grovel where the target falls prone and then ends its turn yeah something like that um Or, or halt, which the target doesn't move and takes no actions. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, because he... What's your DC? A 14? Yeah, he failed that, so... All right. So he just sort of, like, you can see his resistance. He knows what you're doing, uh, but fails to prepare himself. He was ready for your first um attempt to bind him but your follow-up he wasn't ready for and so he takes a knee 
and looks down. You can see it in his facial expressions how much he disdains it, but his body can't betray your command. Okay. And um, does it look like the rest of the crowd is still under his control? Yes. That break that they're still under his control? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I will uh, signal to um, the rest of my, I'll point at him to the rest of my party. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of say like, now's the time to get him? Yeah. All right. A thumbs up as a free action. And uh, I, I'll I'll call out maybe next round. There you go. My... Yeah. All right. Uh, so he takes his turn, and um, you can see that he like tries to break the kneel he's given you, um, and he like even begins to try and stand up, but then just like slams his foot back down and retreats back to that same like kneeling in defeat posture. I mean, he's still above me, though, because I'm totally prone. Yeah, I know. I don't know why you brought that up. I don't know, because he could still try to attack me from his kneeling position if he... That's not the problem. He He's forfeiting his actions for the turn. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, he just stays there and ends his turn. However, <clears throat> up next is the mob. Uh, let's see. Everyone who is in the, the audience, which is Pahokwi, Nalos, and Necro. Yeah. Yeah. All three of you guys give me an athletics or an acrobatics uh, skill check. Because the crowd isn't pulling out weapons, but they're all going to try and like subdue you by like dogpiling you. So... You know, you guys have to try and resist getting, you know, submit, like, put into a submission hold by the crowd. Gotcha. So, um, Nalos, what what action did you take? Did you try and break um, through, or did you try and, like, get out I of it? I took athletics, um, just to try and push out of their grip. Yeah. Um... And got a 16. All right, so you're able to sort of, like, peel a couple villagers off of you and, like, shove one of them into three of them, and they all fall back. Uh, Necro, how do you try? Do you take acrobatics or athletics? Uh, acrobatics, <clears throat> and I got a, a 21. So I figured I'd, like, kind of jump up and then push my, like, little crow foot against someone's face and then do a backflip over. Yeah, you know, that was almost exactly how I was going to play it. So that's, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Like, kind of, you know, they, like, sweep. They, like, bend really low because you're shorter than them with, like, both hands wide open. Uh-huh. And you just, like, fucking, like, jump up, foot plant, backflip. Uh, and, like, two dudes, like, bonk heads as they try and catch you. It's, yes. Like, it's almost comedic if it wasn't a life or death scenario. <laughs> and, uh, Pahokwe, how do you handle it? I assume athletics. Uh, surprise. <laughs> it's athletic. Um, I got a 22. Okay. 
Um, I would like to. They're, so they're like grabbing at me. Yeah, like they're they're like you know two guys are grabbing one of your arms, two guys are grabbing your other arm, and a couple people are like holding your legs down, and someone tries to tackle you in the torso. Like they know that it's going to take more than one of them to bring you down. So like six guys come at you. So are they like li- like elves? Most, I mean, some of them, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is you know. I would like, like to respond with the biggest bear hug that I can. <laughs> To kind of like subdue them in return okay. while yelling to the rest of them, don't harm them. That's what villains do. <laughs> so yeah, with that amazing skill check, you you know the there's still there's still like a guy holding onto your arms, and you're just draping them like sleeves as you just like grab the guy who grabs your torso and the two people on your legs and just like give them a little bit of a squeeze to submit. Uh, but you know they can't they can't pin you down. Of course they can't. <laughs> Have you seen my bicep? <laughs> no, you're a fictional character, but I imagine they're massive. Correct. Right. Yeah. All right, so that's the mob. They try uh, and fail. <clears throat> Next up, Pahokwi, it's your turn. Um, I would like to the people that I have in a bear hug. I would like to just. You know, throw them to the side? Sure. Easily done. The people who are hanging okay. on your arms go with them. Good. Um, is that, like, a free action thing, or is that We can just attack? say it's part of your move. Okay. How far away am I from um, our friend on the stage? Uh, let's... Well, Vala is, like, 15 feet from you. Theon is, like, 60. Okay. okay. I'm going to start moving through the crowd to get to him. Yeah, and like I said, only, like, a little over half of the crowd was charmed by him. So, like, the rest of the crowd is, like, also noticing that something's gone on. So there's a little bit of a, just like an overall tavern brawl happening right now. Um, You know, outside of the people who tried to, you know, attack the party. So, you know, you're you're a full, like, head above plenty of people in height so you know for you it's almost like a crowded mall that you're walking through and just like pushing people aside sort of wading through like a concert fantastic <laughs> um, exactly what I have envisioned <laughs> um, but yeah so you're able to cross the majority of the distance uh, or like half the distance with your regular move speed okay that is what I will do um, do you want to dash to, like, almost get there, or...? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Alright, so, you know, you, you you take this a little more seriously, and, like, after a good ten feet, you're just like, you know what, I'm bigger than everyone here, and just start, like, throwing elbows as you run forward. A lot of people get out of your way. Some people don't. Uh, so a few people just get go, you know, flying a little bit. Uh, but you're, like, pretty much, t- like, less than ten feet from the other stage when you run out of your move. That's it. Okay. Next up is Nalos. Alright. <clears throat> um I guess like is there a, a section where it's very clearly um, more of the the charmed people. Yes. 
could I go ahead and cast Wall of Water to just kind of block them off from All right, yeah. continuing to get in the scuffle? Sure. And how wide of a, a wall can you draw? Uh, me double check. from the wiki yikes uh, wall up to 30 feet long 10 feet high and one foot thick okay yeah so you can almost like bisect this area if you wanted yeah so I'll just kind of like you know shove or I guess section off a, a group of the the charmed mob yeah. and uh I'll start uh, trying to make my way to the the stage following Pahokui. All right. So following Pahokui's path is like driving behind an ambulance. It's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're able to get, you know, about halfway to him before you run out of move. But between Pahokui just sort of trotting through a crowd and you just like the reverse of parting the river. Um People are, you know, the non-charm people are going, you know, like, cheering you guys on. And, like, telling Graysong, like, oh, you fucked up now, dude! Nice. <clears throat> so it's uh, good to know that the, the crowd is on your side. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Alright, Necro. Um, how far am I from uh, this Graybeard film? Graysong? Uh, maybe, yeah, like, Grey 55 Song. feet. Okay. So what you got for him? Uh, I'm just gonna do an old uh, shoot a <laughs> shoot an old Eldritch blast at him. You know, keep right. it. So go ahead and roll the hit, um, but also roll with advantage because he's um, kneeling and like not okay. defending himself. Uh, 15. Alright, that'll hit. Yeah, boy! And then roll to hit with the second one. 13. Now that's gonna miss. Damn. But yeah, you do put, you do put one right, right in his chest. That's going to be uh, four points of damage. Yikes, that's like a minimum roll from you. Wait. Because you have Agonizing Blast, right? So that should be like 1d10 plus 3 or 2 or something like that? Yeah, but the d10 was, was the only a 2. Bummer. Right. All right. Well, damage on the board, so. Yep, and then uh, I'm just going to end my turn there. Okay. 
We'll go ahead and say flavor-wise that that was like mid-backflip that you like jump kicked off of a guy's face. Oh, God. That makes that roll so much better. Just like threw that shit out there. All right. So initiative. (laughs) Initiative resets. And uh, Nara, you're up. You are prone, but you are right next to a guy who is essentially stunned. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to, you know, get up. And then I'm going to be a little bit rude and taunt him and be like, oh, thank you for getting in position for me. As I... Oh, that's gonna. Oh, I'm just gonna. Can I, can I slit his throat? You can attempt gonna, to coup de gras him, yeah. Yeah, is he gonna resist me? I don't really know. Um, um, do I get advantage? Yeah, I mean, just like Necro did. Okay, good. Because that would have been a 17, and I knew that's. Oh, fuck. That's definitely not going to work. Um, all right, 17. All right. Uh, yeah, you hit him, so just roll maximum damage. Okay. That's still none of them. It's the best you could get. You're you're taking max damage, Elise. Okay. It's like, what dice did you just roll for your sneak attack? 46. So that should just be 24. Right. Plus 8, plus 4. So plus 14, so 40. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, 38. Man, I mean, still good. And half the fucking party is like, shit, don't mess with the rogue. All right, yikes. Well, you just made him take a concentration check uh, that was so sizable he did not pass it. Um, (laughs) Nice. he, uh, you know, the, the, the charm wears off on the, the people in the crowd. Uh, and with that, he, he immediately yields. Do you all want to stay in initiative or are you going to accept his surrender? I accept his surrender and then uh well does does everyone does everyone do that yeah yeah but I want to mock him some more first you want to what mock him some more first you just like cut his throat what else do you feel the need to do point at him and go ha ha Oh, okay, I thought you were meaning like you were going to attack him more. No, mock. Mock, right. All right, yeah, yeah. So we're off initiative. And uh, I'm I'm going to point at him and be like, let me show you how a real show, and I'm just going to rock out. All right, give me a performance with advantage. Uh, Sixteen. All right. Um, so yeah, you rock out, and I mean, it's not your best performance ever, but it's such it's so timely on the like windfall of a victory like that that the whole tavern goes absolutely nuts. Um, Leonara, make a perception check. 
That's a big old one. Okay, so after the performance sort of uh, subsides, um, you notice that he's disappeared. Uh... Nalos, I assume you and Pahokwi were both, like, right in front, so did you guys want to take a perception as well? Yeah, sure. I guess. Cool. Uh, so, uh, I got zero. <laughs> zero? Yeah. What? He rolled Natural a one, one and took one. a zero. That's <laughs> right. And took minus. Yikes. And I got shit. 19. Okay, so Pahokwi is the only person who doesn't just, like, stop watching the madman and turns and watches their friend perform. Because, Pahokwi... You see him, like, reach up to his neck wound that Leonora gave him. And you see him, he's clearly casting some sort of healing spell because the blood stops gushing out of his face. Um, mm-hmm. But after that, he sort of looks around and doesn't really... Like, he sees you see him and then, like, whispers something and then casts another spell and he turns invisible. Mm. Would you like to do something about that? I see him turn invisible. You said Nalus is right next to me, isn't he? He's like right behind you, maybe. Like, as... I'm gonna turn to Nalus and tell him what I just saw. Huh? What? The bastard on the other stage just turned invisible. You got anything for that? No. Me either. Maybe he ran off. He's like ashamed. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he had be. to cheat and then still lost. Like, So do you guys like try and follow through? Um, I'm going to go up and see if I can find any clues around there to where you might have gone. Like see a door closing or... Uh, all you see is um, a couple of drops of blood, like probably more than a couple of drops of blood, where he was standing, and then like a drop of blood on the back half of the stage towards the back door that is slightly ajar. I'm going to follow it and go out the back door. Okay. So you're in the back uh, like alley of this tavern, and nothing really seems disturbed. Or at least, you know, not... Greatly so. You do see that there is a drunk leaning against a wall, uh, nursing a water skin that's probably not full of water. I'm going to go up to him and, uh, yeah, I'll ask him. Uh, so, for a little bit of drinking money, did you happen to notice anybody come through here? He looks up at you, really really bleary-eyed, sort of looks and peers and, like, rubs his face a little bit. (sighs) Maybe I drank too much. Yak folk this far from home? (laughs) Man, you guys are big. No, I, I didn't see. I saw the door open, but I didn't see anybody come through it. 
there any other doors in the room? In the alley? No. Yeah, in the alley? No. Okay. Well, and I don't see... I'm going to toss him, like, 50 silver. Okay. So, like, five gold? Oh, sorry. Yeah, like, five gold. Okay, wow. Yeah, he's he greedily takes the coin and sort of cheers his water skin in your direction. To your health, yak folk. And he takes a big drink. Uh, do I see anything else down the alleyway? By, like, does it go both ways, or is one side like a wall? No, it's it's pretty much one direction. Like, okay. If he I'm going to slip my ring on and go down that way. Uh, and what's the ring do? Just a second, let me scroll down to it. Uh, it acts as an amulet of non-detection. Okay. So, yeah, alright, so you put on your ring and go to the end of the alley? Yeah. And just the, you know, not terribly calm streets of Felwyn capital in the evening, late evening, almost night. So there's a couple carts going up and down the road, plenty of people walking around, you know, semi-busy, but... Well, I'm gonna... Snort in disappointment and just return to the venue, because ain't no point now. All right. Well, as you go back in, um, Vala, make a perception check with disadvantage. Okay. Hmm, not terrible. I got a 16. All right. So your, your mid-performance, maybe near the end of your performance, and everyone's going wild, so you hardly hear anything outside of the uproarious tavern in front of you and on both sides. Mm-hmm. But you feel the wood that you're standing on depress like someone's standing behind you. And as you sort of notice and maybe begin to bring it some amount of attention, you feel the perhaps somewhat familiar sensation of a dagger going in your ribs. Ouch. Okay. You take 26 points of damage. Make a constitution save. It's poisoned. Um... I got a nine... Okay. Oh, um, hold on. I'm going to use table trades. Have provision rules. Okay. Um, yeah. I got a nine. Okay. So you take another um, 10 poison damage, so 36 damage in total. All right. I am. How is this right? Yeah. Well, I am like two points away from being dead, so, or okay. being unconscious. All right. Um, and uh, sort of clutching the dagger at, that's in you, um, the visage of Theon Greysong appears um, standing behind her. So everyone can see that he's just tried to assassinate her. Do I get a reaction since he entered my, like... Well, he he snuck he snuck up on you, so you can you okay. can do something now if you'd like. Um, but 
uh, I mean, I was kind of seeing if everyone else had a response before I let you do what you want to do. Sure. Um, am I back in the crowd? Yeah, like I said, right, right when the door, you came in through the back door, maybe like you closed it behind you or whatever. Like right as you step in, you look up and see that. And everyone else who's been watching the performance sees that. Uh, can I throw a javelin straight at him? Uh, what, what's everyone else's reaction? Uh, spider climb over. Necro. Hey, look out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, Nalos. Uh, I could try Ray of Frost. And Vala, what do you do? Um. So, do I get a like a full? action or just tell me what you'd like to do i'm pretty sure i'll let you do pretty much whatever you'd like uh well i'm gonna be pretty pretty pissed about this naturally and um i would probably cast um thunder wave okay which is a um 10 foot square yeah. on you yeah all right. And okay. He, and he takes a say, like a Constitution save or something, or a Strength okay. save. Constitution saving throw. Yeah, he failed that. Okay. Cool. Okay, that is, um, and I believe, well, I don't, that might have been canceled out, because what? I have my, um, because I have my um, glowy wings activated, right. yeah. I get an extra D4. Of radiant damage? Yeah. And with that extra D4, I have... Uh, Eight. I have 15. So he 15 takes damage. 15 damage from the Thunder yep. Wave. Mm -hmm. And he also gets knocked back, right? 10 feet, yes. So I imagine this sort of like goes like this. He comes up, he shivs you, and you know, you're playing your instrument, which is a what again? A like loot. Okay. So like you like grip the strings from the pain and then just like rip one loud chord to sort of be your catalyst for the spell. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, a couple of your party members spring to action and he gets like flown off, flew, flies off of you and like pancakes into the wall next to you. And then just like a bolt of ice, like frosts part of his chest that that ice then gets shattered by a javelin. Uh, and he dies from that sort of one, two, three combo of wounds. Impaled uh, on the wall. Uh, I didn't realize a battle of 
the bands was like a real Yeah, now's the time for puns when your bard's about to bleed out. Yeah, this is the most, like, metal battle of the bands. Um, I would like to uh, chug a healing potion. Okay. And then smash it on the ground. <laughs> and yell, hardcore, and then keep going. All right, right on. <laughs> Except, uh, Yeah. Except probably I'm also still in a lot of pain. Well, right. immense, I imagine. Uh, so okay. brutal. So yeah, roll the heal. Also, I'm still, I'm still poisoned. Right. Yeah, you're, you are poisoned. Um, which is a bummer, I believe the kids say. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you finish your performance and, you know, yeah. some people come up and offer to provide you with healing that they know how to do. After the show. Yeah, I'll take them up on that. Yeah, the cleric sort of removes the poison from your veins and your blood stops feeling like it's on fire. Uh, I thank them and sign an autograph. They are excited, happy, but also really happy to save your life. <laughs> <clears throat> and they heal you for about a total of 12 damage. So you're back up to 14. Oh, also, I took a healing potion. Oh, right. I, yeah, you never rolled that, so whatever whatever that plus. I mostly just wanted to smash something. Yeah, no, I get you. It was metal yeah. as fuck. It was like baby uh, metal. Good? Baby metal? Oh, my God, yes. I was going to kind of make my way back over to the, the, the bar and just, like, hand and the, like, 20 gold and be like, I'm really sorry about the mess. I mean, the barkeep is just sort of, you know, awash with all the shit that's just gone on, gone on. And he takes it, thanks you, tells you not to worry about it. Um, there's been worse messes, but not many. Okay. And he knows a guy to make um, Grey Song's body go away. So don't worry about it. Oh. Okay. Thanks. Alright. So what do you guys do now? Um, before um uh they so like before they take away his body, mm -hmm. I just want to like search him to see if he was targeting me in, in particularly, or if he was just like a bad dude who was just gonna kill somebody for being obviously better than them. <laughs> okay, uh, give me an investigation. Yeah. Ooh. I got a five. I look at him. <laughs> Well, you you know you you go through his possessions. You find his poison that he poisoned his dagger with. You know you find a bunch of song notes and shit. Uh, but you find a journal that is written in a script that you can't parse. Um. Okay, I'll pocket the journal. Is there anything? Um. I. I'll, sure. While while I'm here, I'll take his wallet. He is carrying no money on him. No money. 
Um, any letters or um, signs of patronage? Uh, not outside what you've already found. So, no. Okay. Um, I'm going to show the uh, book to um, my companions and ask them if um, they know what kind of writing this is. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's good. Yalzar newspaper headline, famous bard gray song killed in terrible band accident in relatively unknown forest town. It's good. So the only person that can read the journal is Leonara. It's in thieves can't. Any input? What, what what does it say? I asked her to read it to me. Elise? Sorry, it was grabbing something to drink. So did you hear what we were saying? Uh no. So the guy that you got you all just killed, he had a journal on him that is written in Thieves Cant. Ooh, okay. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you can take from it is that it's clearly a journal. You know, this belongs to Gray Song, and he's talking about how awesome he is on most pages. And then he mentions that had an offer today. Got to go to Felwyn Forest and find some sort of angelic bard. Challenge her ego should work the trick, says the person who gave me the offer. Let's see how this goes. And then another entry later on. About to arrive to Felwyn Forest. The people here seem pretty nice, but the talent here is trash. I'll use this as my leverage to get in. Another note, uh, another entry a few pages later. Says, all right, well, I'm in the capital. Uh, I will challenge this bard i've seen her in public with her friends they seem like a pretty adventurous bunch so i'll have to use some tricks to get the job accomplished but a little bit of celestial blood on my dagger and i'll be a rich man okay well i'll let the party know Ted. Okay, so he was not just a bard, but an assassin. But who would pay money to have me killed? Any dark skeletons in your past that you haven't told us about? Only bright, shiny ones. Uh, no. Wait, what about that, um... Was he also a tiefling? He was, like, stuck inside some instrument that you tried to play, and then it broke and just, like, pieced out. Yeah, I think that was a demon? Uh... There was an instrument that I played that one time, and it exploded. Yeah. I think it was... We still a... had a boat then. And, well, a rat. Oh my gosh, I'm having a hard time... That's the good old days. Remembering all the way back, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> um, 
I would have a hard time believing it was them, but it's possible. Yeah, I feel like that's the only person who's ever been really upset with you. I mean, we have murdered a lot of people. Boy, howdy. <laughs> but like, I mean, we've done it communally, and this one seemed to pick it, <laughs> you know, as a team. This one seemed to highlight particularly um, myself as the target. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I guess let's, uh, hang on to this notebook and see if anybody else might be able to tell us, um, some things about this gray song guy. Can I hold on to the notebook? I don't want that language getting into the wrong hands. Sure. Thanks. All right, so, you know, now that that's all handled, what next? I don't know that um, you guys had a plan after this Battle of the Bands. Nope. No, not really. I didn't even think we were going to kill anybody today. <laughs> I didn't even wear my killing pants. <laughs> Just another Sunday. <laughs> Alright, well, I suppose you guys, you know, sort of decompress in your own vices and take a night of it. Yeah, in the morning, I'd like to investigate this journal and the identity of this gray song more. All right. Um, anyone do anything special over the night? I want to climb everything. All right. Mission accomplished. Yes. Uh, can I um, commune with the Raven Queen and offer her the frozen? Okay. So do you guys stay in the same place or do you guys like retire to the palace grounds where you guys all have you know, your private rooms? I mean, if I have my own bed back on the palace grounds, like... That's what's there. up? Gotcha. All right, <laughs> yeah. so you guys are all Same. in your private rooms, and you know, yeah. everyone kind of takes their own time with it and goes to bed on their own accords. But Necro, when you make your way to your room and uh, you sort of decide, like, now's probably a pretty good time to commune with the Raven Queen. You sort of make your bed and prepare the ritual components and, you know, get all you know, nice. And then you begin to tap into that icy wind that's always in the back of your mind that you know is the path to talking to her. And after very little effort, um, you sort of begin to trance out and you stop seeing the room around you, but a sort of frosty and spectral version of that space and sitting on a chair in your room is the, you know, much smaller in size since the last time you saw her, but the Raven Queen herself, you know, a flurry of black feathers sort of poofs to her arrival and everything gets cold 
and her sort of icy fingertips tap once on the arm of the chair. And she smiles, seeing you, and says, What is it that you need me for, Pact Being? <clears throat> My queen, uh, after our latest battle with the Black Dragon, I was gifted a magical item that I would like to offer you as a, a thanks to your assistance in our in our time of need. And then I'll proceed to pull out the frozen heart and kind of just hold it towards her. It's impossible for a woman made out of ice and raven feathers to blush or flush with color. But you can tell her facial expressions mimic that of what a, you know, a regular human's, you know, flushed face would look like. And she almost greedily snatches the heart from your offering hands and marvels at it. Um, And she sort of rests her other hand in your two hands that had the heart in it. Um, And she says, well, to be fair, my pack being, it was a great pleasure for me to reduce that miserable lizard who attempted to take you from me not too long ago. But an offering is an offering. And she sort of lets go of your two hands and taps the frozen heart with her other hand. uh, Or with her other hand's fingertip. And she goes, but this is a fantastic offering for me. And she sort of like pulls the feathers aside on her chest and reveals a slit in her skin, her sort of icy skin, and like pushes the heart inside. And you can sort of hear it thump to life. Uh, And she sort of, you know, pushes the feathers back down and you can sort of see her swell with more magical power. You know, her sort of aura of magnificence sort of intensifies all of the ice that sort of slicks the accents of your chamber sort of grows a little stronger, a little sharper. And then she looks and rests her eyes on you and says, you have done very well to bring this to me. Every one of such a a device or item you find will feed me strength. And for that, I must give some to you. And it has been a long time. You have served me very well. And I know something that you want dearly. And so, you don't have the ability to fly yet, right? Like, I can turn into a ghost crow, but like, by myself in my regular form, I can't. I, I didn't think so. She sort of stands up and leans over past you and like sort of leans her head so it's standing right next to your head, and you can feel her hands sort of almost sort of massage with her fingertips into the back of where your shoulder blades are. And you can feel her sort of frigid fingertips freeze at your skin and make like vertical claws marks into your back. But there's no pain. And you can feel her pulling something out of you. And as she does so, you can see her rear back to her regular sitting position. And then if you look to your left and right, you can see a pair of icy and spectral raven wings that produce from your back. And she smiles and says, I hope you find them to your liking. You may now fly just as gracefully as your erect bird friend does. Thank you. She sort of smiles once more, almost a Corella Deville sort of smirk, and 
is wrapped up in an icy wind and disappears. And the rest of your room sort of reverts to its normal way and you sort of out of your trance. And the wings are still there. Uh, is, is there a window in my room? No, I'm afraid not. All right, well, I'm just going to hop a little bit into the air and just fly just like a few inches off the ground with my new icy raven wing. Yeah. You you have, a, you have a 30 foot fly speed, just like your oracular yeah. friend. Eric yeah. friend. Oh, badass. Weird. Well, I'll show off my wings to my, my fellow friends in the morning. And uh, I just crash into my bed and all full of glee and giggle. All right. Uh, the two people, whoever they happen to be, who neighbor rooms to Necro, uh, you'll feel that it's a rather chilly night. Chillier than you would have expected, but not like cold. You maybe throw on, you know, a, a thicker blanket than you would have or a blanket if you wouldn't have at all. But it's not uncomfortable. So the next morning, you guys all gather back up, and Vala wants to investigate this ledger or diary, and fucking, whoa, check it out. Necro can fucking fly. Um, over the course of that night, I'll, I would have written out the diary in common. Okay, cool. Mm. And I assume you give that to Vala? So it's a new day. Necro can fly. Vala has a transcripted version of that diary. What's up? Um, I'm going to beg Necro to give me a piggyback ride and go flying. You're twice his height. So? And probably twice his weight. Didn't we talk about this before? Necro's only like, I'm like 60 five some pounds. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a small boy. Aren't you hey, a furball? I'm a, I'm a Can't they, like, shift sizes? Yeah, but that doesn't change their mass. Oh, no. Yeah, full metal alchemist rules. Like... Don't bring equivalent <laughs> exchange into this campaign. Oh, my gosh. I just realized I was muted. Afraid so. Oh. I was, like, saying stuff. Whoops. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's not the worst. What do you think that just like nobody's responding to anything you're saying? I know. I was like, that was a good joke I made. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I do oh, that every so week sorry. at some point. No, it's fine. Um, so are you just going to be flying everywhere? You know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, as I jump in the air and fly the 30 feet that I can. I'm going to uh, activate my racial ability and then I'm going to fly and we're going to be like, the two, like, uh, like from Mean Girls, were like, oh, yeah, look at us. We're so cool. Oh, and, yeah, we only wear pink on Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, do some somersaults and high fives in the air. And Necro, you can fly more than 30 feet off the ground. You, you just can only move 30 feet around. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, just like, just like how... I'm new to this uh, whole flying thing. Right. Just like how Parak can just, like, fly 100 feet in the air to look around. You can do that too. <sighs> you have full on the ability to fly. You Superman baby. Uh, so other than flying, um, mm -hmm. 
who would we talk to to figure out who this um, bard guy might be? So well, we could. You guys know a couple of people who are, you know, in the information business. Uh, who who would that be? I mean, I guess the sisters. I mean, they literally are the shadowy hand. Yeah. Of the kingdom, so. Um. So. Uh, I guess we went back to the palace last night, right? Right. Um. So I guess I would take the translated journal and then I'd like to have like the original one too. So Nara, if you wanted to come with. Um, yeah, absolutely. Try and find the sisters and show them the journal and describe our interaction and see if they might know who would want to, um, who this person is or who might want to assassinate me. Because they could, they could be, uh, you know, trying to take us out. Mm -hmm. All right. So you do the thing that you guys have always done, which is sort of like feel like finding the sisters and then they inevitably find you yeah. um, in the process. And so the teal-eyed uh, friendly sister sort of approaches you two and say, we heard you girls are looking for us. What's going on? Um, I was uh, challenged at Battle of the Bands um, last night at the tavern. And the, um, the rival bard uh, not only... Um, used uh, magic to attack us, but then once he was defeated, um, sneak attacked me and uh, tried to tried to assassinate me. Um, of course, we were we were able to deal with him, and he will not be bothering anybody again. Um, but when we looked through his effects, we found a journal that indicated that he was um, sent here on a mission to um, specifically kill me. Um, at least that's as far as we know. Um, we're wondering if you've heard of this um, gray song. She sort of nods uh, as you go on. If you... Uh, know anybody who might mean me harm she sort of ponders it cutely and goes you know you should come and talk to my sister about it because i know that we owe you all a big debt and we would glad to be of service in this issue so come on by the palace in like an hour and i'll find you and bring you and whoever else is coming along to my sister and we'll t we'll figure this out. So who do you bring? You're muted again. 
Well, I'll go with her. Okay. While Vala figures out her technical difficulties, would anyone else want to come along? Sure. It's always nice talking with the Tiefling sisters. After she got attacked the other night, yes, I will go along. Okay. Yeah, I'll join too. All right, so everybody. Um, so Vala, do you have any? Are you good? Um, sorry hey, about that. Um, my uh, laptop just like decided it didn't want to be on anymore. Um, <clears throat> so we're gonna meet them in an hour in the palace. Yeah, at the palace grounds, like near the palace itself. Okay. So. Everyone comes along, and uh, the same... Oh, wait, I want to disguise myself first, though. I want to use my once-a-day disguise self for an hour. Um, I'll look like a very pretty elf. Okay. So, um, you all find her. She finds you, however you want to put it, an hour later. And she sort of brings you all to the chamber where you all met them before. And it's just the two, you know, living sisters. Uh, the teal eyes and the aquamarine eyes. And basically they tell you, you know, they ask for the journal. Um, specifically the one in Thieves' Camp. Oh, uh, Okay. But I am going to ask them if it makes a difference, which one they see. Of course it makes a difference. You could have made a mistake in your translation. Plus, every version of Thieves' Can is different. I don't make mistakes. But I still hand it over. Okay. So, they sort of flip through it, and the Aquamarine sister sort of, you know, approaches the party as the TLI sister keeps reading. She says, well, you know, well, I assume you probably don't know, but every single one of you ha has a, a price on your head from you know, people you've spurned along the way. So it's not too surprising that someone finally made a move on one of you. Sorry, say again? She basically calls out the fact that pretty much, you know, you guys have made a really big impact in the, you know, the found, the forming of, you know, Felwyn's new turn. Mm -hmm. So like that's upset people that a bunch of outsiders you know mm -hmm. came in and have been you know widely regarded as heroes and you know you know champions of the kingdom and stuff so there's there's some people that have been you know that you all have sort of spurned that you may not have even ever met uh and some of those people would like to see you all leave in one fashion or another so they point out, you know, it's not too surprising that someone finally tried to make a move on one of you. But uh, do they have any guess as to why it was me? Is it because they're taking out the most dangerous first? The teal-eyed sister sort of smiles to your sort of bravado. Uh, but the aquamarine sister says, well, simply put, you have the most connection to the great city Yao. So you have the most potential resources available to you. Makes sense that they would go for you first. I mean, some of yeah. them, some of you in this group, no one would even know if you didn't go home. 
Mm, very true. But also, it's not unheard of at the same time. We have no idea who hired the hit on you. It could just as easily have been someone jealous at the bard colleges of Yao to hire from within their own crowd to have you taken away. As I'm sure you've noticed, Chet has done his fair share of the promise he made to you and has sent people to talk about your exports, or uh, not your exports. Um, exploits. Thank you. To talk about your exploits in the great city. So people are expecting to hear more from you as the time goes on. It wouldn't be too out of the ordinary for someone to try and nip that sort of uh, threat to their well-being in the bud. Yes, all those seem possible. So, you know, with all those factors, you think it's it's likely that um, these kinds of things might uh, continue to happen? Only if we take no action. We must convince those who would seek you all out uh, that it is unwise to do so. It would be our honor to, to ensure that, that, was the that that's the case. Give me and my sister a week. Okay. And if we can't find or do more than find the person who this charlatan took an offer from, then we will do well beyond what we had initially promised. We will not fail. Trust us on that. Uh, we always do. Good. We must get to work immediately. So if you'll excuse us. Did they take the uh, journal? Both. Oh, okay. All right. So now we have a week to kill. Yes. Yep. So, what do you guys do for the rest of that day? Um. Can I go talk to the blacksmith about trying to arrange something like yeah. we had already talked about outside again yeah absolutely cool i gotta find what i had said about that yeah it's a while ago because there was a bunch of other shit that came up yeah um i'm relative i'm not like super freaked out but i'm a little bit wary um since you know getting totally stabbed right. uh so i'm going to lay relatively low for the week i'll still you know go out to um play in some taverns but i wouldn't do it without um some of my companions as as uh, back up. Right. I'm sure you would have not exactly a hard time convincing your friends to come out. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So does anyone uh, do anything specifically that day, though? I climb uh, things. I I work out a lot. All right. Uh, I just fly a lot. I fly <laughs> around a lot. All right. Um. So as that, did you want to like role play out that uh, interaction with the blacksmith, Nolis? Uh. Now nah, we don't have to. I okay. I found the stuff. I can just send it to me and. We can sort of surprise the rest of the party with it later. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So he disappears off to the forge for a little while, and, you know, you work it out with the blacksmith, and he tells you that he'll, you know, do what he can. Mm -hmm. But that night, Necro, you have a terrible nightmare. Um, You see it's just a repeating imagery of mirrors in the shape of the Raven Queen being shattered. And with each mirror that shatters, the scream of pain uh, is echoing through your ears. Uh, To the point where it wakes you, and there is a frosted note on your bedside table. Uh, Okay, in my my panic, I'll grab the frosted note and, and see if I can read it. You can. It's in a script that the Queen has used to reach out to you before. It's pretty much unintelligible to anyone that's not you. Uh, In fact, if someone else read it, they probably think you had gone mad and scribbled a bunch of bullshit on some paper. Yeah, that's plausible. That's that's fair. (laughs) Just hashtag warlock things. Um, (laughs) Hashtag crowboy. Right? So you read it, and it's um, a call of help. And she says, by reading this, you have answered my call. Um... I have tethered you to your friends. So think of them and they will join you. I need you now. So you sort of think about all of the people in your party. Um, assume Let's just, just assume everyone else is asleep at this time of night. Everyone else in the party, you see Necro sort of like caw into your dream that sort of wakes you from your slumber and you can sort of hear him call your name. Do you answer the call? I do. Yeah. Can I make an insight check? Sure. Twenty-four. You get the feeling that Necro's in trouble. All right, then I definitely answer the call. All right, Vala. Yeah, absolutely. Nalos. Of course. All right, so after Necro, you hear all of your friends sort of answer your call that you sent into their dreams. Um, You fall flat onto your bed and unconscious, and your soul that's just really just kind of a visage of you, as well as everyone else, um, flies out of your bedrooms and to another place. You all sort of come to in your sort of spirit forms it's just yourself you evolve your same abilities don't get too invested in it um but you can tell that you know you're all wispy and your outlines are all like sort of uh faded it's really just a visual thing don't read too much into it um but you see that you are all standing outside of a large icy castle um in the middle of the frozen north. Maybe where Pogwe's from. 
So I would find it familiar. Almost. I mean, you, you'd be like, hey, this is... Wait, no, I don't recognize any of these dunes of snow. Uh, it's the, the, the environment isn't foreign to you, but the land itself is. But there is this big icy castle before you all with a uh, lowered drawbridge and an open portacollis. And there's nothing but the howl of the wind and the cries of a woman in pain coming from inside the castle. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, helping me out answering the call. Uh, my queen needs me, and I'll start walking towards the castle. All right. Yeah. I'll follow him. Oh, boy. I will also follow him. Yep. <clears throat> so you guys cross the bridge, and the screams of pain are only getting louder. Uh, as you push open the doors to the to the, the big sort of double doors of the castle itself you see um, the Raven Queen uh, is sort of being has been chained in her own throne room to her own walls and there is a sort of weird twisted visage of a being that like has a a weapon for an arm like it's it's just like a man who held a sword so long it became part of his hand uh, except it's a mace and he's just like smashing glass and ice all around the castle just sort of rampaging the throne room and he turns to look at the party and he you realize that He's like the size of three men. He's bigger than Bahokwi. And he just turns and with his offhand, with his sort of clawed, weird, like abnormality of a hand, raises the visor of his helmet, revealing no head at all. And just the sort of like headless stump just sort of like gargles a roar at you and charges towards the party. Roll initiative. Ugh. Well, <clears throat> don't actually, because I don't think we'll be able to finish the fight tonight. Oh. Uh, so sorry to sort of end another, you know, 20 minutes early, but I don't think we'll be able to finish the fight in what we have. Uh, so sorry to be abrupt, but thank you all for coming out. Thank you for joining us. I've been your host in Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our warlock. Hey, it's your boy Cody with the Icy Raven Wings. See you next week. Our bard. Hey, this is uh, Lauren playing the best bard ever. Our fighter. Hey, everyone. This has been Nick Asnalos. Thanks for listening. Our rogue. This is Elise, who's having way too much fun with his mental spider climbing. <laughs> and our barbarian. Hey, guys. This is Poke. We see you next week. See you. Bye.